0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Nothing to fear, but fear itself. I'm Rebecca
1: Lee.
2: I'm Jason Horton.
1: And this is Ghost Town. New York has been bleeding for the past six months. Savage cuts have been made in the public services to keep bankruptcy at bay. 45,000 workers have lost their jobs, 1,500 of them firemen. Whole fire stations have been closed down. Others are dangerously overstretched. In Brooklyn, a mock ritual is performed. A hearse leads a procession of cars to the funeral of the local police station, Precinct 70. Its death notice has been served, another victim of the budget cuts.
2: It's June 1975. The place, New York City. You're coming or going from work or school, or maybe neither. The unemployment rate is 8% and the looming teacher strike is on the horizon. Maybe you're a tourist, hoping to take a bite out of the Big Apple. President Ford just told the city to drop dead. And by the looks of it, it seems like Times Square complied. As you pass yet another peep show marquee clutching onto your purse or briefcase for dear life, a stranger hands you a pamphlet. No, it's not an advertisement for a church or color TV. It's a drawing of a skull in a hood. The message? Welcome to Fear City, a survival guide for visitors to the city of New York. Are you with us? Are you in? I'm in. Are you sure? No. (laughs) Well, too late.
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) Because you've already taken the flyer. New York City, 1975. When I think about what year in New York City is probably the beginning of when it got really volatile, is 1975. Mm. You had 1976 and 77, you got Son of Sam, blackouts, crime, unemployment, poverty, homelessness. It's on the rise. Yes. But New York City, 1975 is where, to me, is the date that I think of where I'm like, okay, this is the nucleus of... New York City and I love discussing New York City between 1970 and 1992 yeah I love talking about LA you know that yeah but New York City in the 70s is for a lot of obviously for a lot of people is very exciting the f- photography is amazing mm-hmm. I mean amazing to because it's so powerful not amazing because like oh isn't this great it's uh, it's terrible and plus I remember. Riding the subways in the late 70s. Whoa. So this is when I discuss these things and I talk about these things, it's coming from a place of. Why did my parents take me there? (laughs) Why did I go on class trips to New York City? Why did I commute to the city to go to shows and concerts? When you look back, because, you know, we do the internet, you don't know mm-hmm. what, you know, crime statistics and you don't see the photography because you're like looking at it, but you kind of accept it for what it is. And especially talking about riding the subway and, uh, you know, how dangerous it was. And I've just been very I don't, I'm romanticizing New York City and the things that happened during that time, whether it be mm-hmm. Guardian Angels is very exciting to me, mm-hmm. the Bronx being on fire and then. About a million other things.
1: Absolutely. I mean, economically, politically, uh, a lot of cities were seeing some pretty bad things uh, in the 70s. And I, I can't imagine, too, like being a tourist there. Coming in from uh, Akron, Ohio and being like, holy, oh, my God.
2: You know, let's go to Times Square. And Times yeah. Square, I mean, I remember Times Square and I remember New York City, you know, you're we we drive we drive around Los Angeles or anywhere and you see you know the Taco Bell uh, mm-hmm. uh, Pizza Hut by you is now has been flipped into yeah a it's Starbucks almost
1: a functional Starbucks I have to say in a
2: very short amount of time uh-huh. and you know, you go into the city enough and you look around and you're like I remember looking around going huh there's way less peep shows you know I was mm-hmm. looking at peep shows yeah I was I looking mean, for pe- you know it's very well, alluring I don't know, you know and there'd be less peep shows especially when 1991 hits mm-hmm. I don't wanna celebrate Giuliani too much, Mm -hmm. but you know, that's, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get, we'll, we're going to get to the nineties a little bit, but right now we're going to focus on 1975 and you've just been handed a pamphlet that says, Mm -hmm. welcome to fear city. And
1: Mm -hmm. who,
2: who would do such a thing?
1: Yeah. I'm on my way to get a free piece of pizza and to see a show and maybe meet up with my cousin. Who's an artist. Yeah.
2: Not a pimp. Probably either. No further questions. Okay. (laughs) Was created by the Council for Public Safety. This seems legit, right? Seems great. Yeah. Um, It was NYPD, fire department, and about twenty-eight other unions as a response to an announcement by Mayor Abe Beam. Mm. My my recollection of mayors really started with uh, Ed Koch for me, me and, and kind of going forward, the city. And the mayor were kind of at odds because he was put in a really kind of tough position. And again, I wasn't of that age to know, but New York City was on its way to being bankrupt. New York City was almost officially bankrupt. And President Ford, which I'll talk about a little bit, famously, there's a quote of him in the New York Daily News says, uh, mayor to city drop dead. Mm. It's a very famous cover of the New York Times, not completely accurate. And that's kind of unfortunate, but the sentiment was there that there weren't going to be any bailouts.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And now we talk about bailouts. Now it yeah. seems like a very apropos. Am I using the right word?
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: And I know you need another reminder of it, but we're gonna we're going back. I, I wanted to say twenty years, but it's long. That's how yeah, I know no, I'm very oh old. God. It's <laughs> a very long time ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like fifty years. <laughs>
2: There was talk of a possible ten thousand person layoff of police and firefighters, and the council for public safety was like, "Well, we're going to let people know how dangerous the city is." Is it's retaliation,
1: mm-hmm. It's
2: propaganda, not you know completely untrue, but obviously geared towards leveraging the war between. The city and the police and fire and those services and the, especially tourism coming in because you had a lot of people leaving, you know, the white flight.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
2: you, Rebecca. Your white flight. Actually, <laughs> no, my family is white flight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, my family is literally white flight. And oh, going to new, well, it's goodness. what a lot of people they went to New Jersey.
1: Yeah. Or uh, upstate
2: there. or the Westchester or Rockland County. Mm-hmm. And the mayor responded, quote, it was a new low in irresponsibility. Like I said, 1975, the city was on the verge of bankruptcy, and President Ford is famously quoting for the city to drop dead, which he really never said. The New York Daily News kind of took what was happening and summed it up, and it was really bad. I mean, it's really bad for President Ford. It was uh, not helpful, but, you know, newspapers apparently want to sell yeah. Newspapers.
1: The biggest city in the United States where he governs to drop dead is is a pretty powerful message.
2: Do you think it's possible you could hear that today, though? Or does that seem like it was just something from a long time ago?
1: Here with our president? Oh, let me think about that.
2: Yeah. So that would cost him his re-election and something he never said. There was a speech in the National Press Club in October 1975. and Ford promised to veto any bill that would allocate federal money for the city of $8 million because there was economic decline everywhere and there was just it just wasn't a feasible thing i don't think it was Mm -hmm. against new york city but who knows in politics what's what's real i'm not claiming that you know any one person is right and one person is wrong Mm -hmm. but new york city also uh, had the most amount of uh, homeless so the a lot of money was going out to kind of take care of people yeah there's a lot of people there so there was it's not like oh i mean money was probably being misappropriated i assume there's corruption everywhere at least a little tiny bit oh absolutely and let's just don't get that out of the way Mm
1: -hmm. before
2: somebody says yeah it's corrupt i know there's probably a little bit of that but also there was a lot of services and a lot of people in new york city and it was very expensive and you have people leaving and you have people with money leaving Mm -hmm. because they're like we don't feel safe here the amount of vandalism crime danger i want to tell you a story where it got better in 1976, it did not get better until probably mm-hmm. 1991. It got worse. 1975, I'm at a point where this is as good as it gets in some ways. Uh-huh. And it just gets progressively worse. But yeah. kind of focusing on 1975 and the Welcome to Fear City pamphlet. So for a little context to why what... Sh- do we have to fear? What do, what do we have to be afraid of? The number of murders in the city had more than doubled over the past decade, from 681 in 1965 to 1690 in 1975. Car thefts and assaults had doubled in the same period. Rapes and burglaries had tripled, and robberies had gone up 10 times. So it's a lot. It's
1: already unsafe. Let's bring it up 10 times more.
2: And the... Subways, which we we're going to discuss, it's very, I mean, it's kind of in a way the, the lifeblood of of the city. Getting get to work, you get to school, you get to your cousin's mm-hmm. house. It's, you know, you got to see your cousin. I see like, that
1: my cousin. Yeah, they, you got to see your cousin. Yeah. He's, we
2: know is a pimp. I don't know why. Uh, a
1: pimp <laughs> yeah. or... An um, entrepreneur. A freelancer oh,
2: okay. who does
1: freelance things.
2: The subway ridership was down to $917 million and in 1946, it was 2 billion. Whoa. Now, granted, that's only 30 years. You're like, well, 1946 is a long time ago. But we're only talking about 30 years and mm-hmm. it's gone down 70%.
1: I also have it pulled up on my phone and it is a very ominous, like when you think of an official document, like you, this this feels, it's like the segue between official document and, and very scary zine. It's like doomsday. Yeah. Kind of tactic yeah and there's a little skull like a hooded skull in there and it says good luck after a blurb and before the rules and you're just like who what is huh should i keep walking should i go home to akron where Mm -hmm. i belong
2: we'll keep that up there so you can you can read some of these these seven deadly sins that we're about to get into but the pamphlet which you can find online at many many different sites and it's nothing new The incidence of crime and violence in New York City is shockingly high and it's getting worse every day. During the four month period that ended April 30th, 1975, robberies were up 21%, aggravated assaults, up 15%, larceny, 22%, and burglary was up to 19%. They go on to say now to solve his budget problems, Mayor Beam is going to discharge substantial numbers of firefighters and law enforcement of all kinds, which is probably pretty terrifying to hear when
1: Mm -hmm.
2: things catching on fire was prevalent yeah you know people getting mugged and i still like this to this day a fear of pickpockets mm-hmm. it was a big thing with pickpockets so i was kind of checking yeah. wallet in the front and i think i remember from going to the city like riding the, the subways and from the late 70s obviously i was escorted i was with my family mm-hmm. then but probably starting in like the mid late 80s i was just riding you know what i mean i was
1: yeah
2: riding them all the time and it was the graffiti you see, and you know the guard. i remember seeing guardian angels and thinking, "Oh, this is so cool." And the yeah. red berets and 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 that's another thing I want to get into when I'm I'm kind of in this. We did a little some haunted. And it was getting a little bit of crime for me. Yeah, you
1: gotta get a little gritty crime. A little crime. New York City gritty.
2: Let's start with the first one. Number one, stay off the streets after six p.m. <laughs> <laughs>
1: six- what are you gonna do? What starts in New York before six p.m.
2: It's a city that never sleeps, but it does, though. <laughs> and that's my, always my gripe. It's like, really, Las Vegas is a city that never sleeps. Yeah. I remember going to, it's like, oh, the city never sleeps. I was like, well, 4 a.m., the bars close. Yeah. So it definitely goes to sleep from, like, 4 to at least
1: Yeah. 8. I mean, sure you can go to, like, a, a late-night bodega or maybe get some food or some kind of, like... I know weird. your cousin
2: probably has a hookup. <laughs> my
1: cousin has a lot of numbers in his phone, yeah. and they keep blinking and beeping. Yeah.
2: Even in midtown Manhattan, muggings and occasional murders. Are on the increase during the early evening hours. Don't be misled by late sunsets during the summer season. If you walk in midtown at about seven thirty p.m., you'll observe that the streets are nearly deserted.
0: Mm. But imagine,
2: imagine showing up to New York City. Imagine living in New York City and going wait after six p.m. Like where the sun is going to be in in the summer. The sun's going to be out for another three hours. Yeah, that is a very terrible. It's like. A movie where it's like, well, after six o'clock is when all the vampires come and try to eat you, so you can't yeah, go out after six. Can't do it. It's a, it's like a, a horror movie, um, kind of scenario where the, here's the rules. Yeah, it's and a, it's like we're not going to tell
1: you who we are. We're really, it's just like it's like threatening, like and also very detailed. There's the percentages, you know, like of crimes. So it's like it's got this weird air of officiality and also scariness and mystery.
2: Well, and you'd probably look around and be like. I believe it.
1: Yeah. You're like, someone gave me this to help me?
2: Remember travel? There was, my mother used to be a, she worked for a travel agency. Remember Mm -hmm. the need for that? Love it. A lot of pamphlets. Mm -hmm. So imagine getting a pamphlet instead of like, hey, come to the Big Apple. Got, you go to Central Park, beautiful this. You got Broadway, the lights and the food and the people. And then you get this. Good luck.
1: Yeah. You're here. Now leave probably. Ready for number two? Oh, yeah.
2: Do not walk. (laughs) If you must leave your hotel after 6 p.m., try not to go out alone. Summon a radio taxi by telephone or ask the hotel doorman to call a taxi while you remain in the hotel lobby. Follow the same procedure when leaving the restaurant, theater, or other location for your evening activity.
1: Whoa, police state style.
2: Yeah, it's it's sensible, but it's also very dire.
1: Yeah. The tone of it is like, if you must be here, make sure you're in a vehicle at all given times.
2: Yeah, I mean, drive that vehicle into the hotel if you exactly can't. Really exactly. go, if you
1: must go to a show, I guess.
2: Imagine though being told or being afraid of going outside. Oh. Imagine that. Yeah. Now, could you even imagine that?
1: It doesn't. <laughs> I just can't. It's unfathomable. It's it unfathomable. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I can't relate to it whatsoever. You know what I can fathom? What? A break. Oh! This episode is sponsored by Best Fiends. Now, we have two episodes a week. That's a lot of research. We're always trying to collect things, have different places on our radar. We're always busy with Ghost Town, but we have a lot of free time too. And that's why Best Fiends is so great. It has challenging puzzles, it's a casual game that anyone can play, and I will. But Best Fiends keeps evolving, keeps changing. There's so many levels. I'm on level 208, it's really fun. It's a great way to kind of take a little break, engage yourself, have some fun, and go back to the work at hand.
2: Best Fiends is my go-to when I need an editing break, and it is very needed for the amount of output we do. And you don't need Wi-Fi to use Best Fiends. There's no excuses. I'm getting up towards 400, level 400. I
1: don't want to brag, but I will. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this 5-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, which means you can take care of just about any home project and just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
2: I want you to know that this is my birthday episode. Today is my birthday. <gasps> yes, today is my birthday. And you don't have to treat me any different. Um, I'm actually very excited that I don't have a pressure pressure to do something or go somewhere. You know, it's when mm-hmm. your birthday and you're like, "Do I no, need no to do choice. something?" But now it's like, "Oh, I'm I, I just wish I celebrating
1: could. as I am usually, coming ill prepared to this podcast recording." Yeah.
2: So I'm actually very relieved that, and also it's like the big three o. It's the not, big three o in 1975. I'm <laughs> I'm adjusting for inflation. That's so good. okay, it's my birthday, and if you're like, "Whoa, what can we do? What can we get you?" Know, no one's saying that. We have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. The link is in the description. Mm-hmm. If you click on it, and if you want to subscribe, that's great. But if you want to help, go to any video or go to one of the playlists. Yeah. Click on one of the videos and just let them play. Yeah. Just You don't even have to watch it. Just let them play. Let them run, baby. Let them run because let then YouTube, run. the algorithm will be like, oh, people must like these videos. Yeah. And they might show them more. And then people become more aware of Ghost Town. So click in the description Our YouTube channel. Subscribe if you want to, but just l- let some videos play through. You don't even have to watch just them. That that would be your gift to me.
1: Give Jason the dignity of a 30th birthday work. Yes. <laughs>
2: and then just Venmo me
1: $200. Then yeah, we're and good. Then, and, then that, and then that. It's a two-part. It's a two-pronged initiative. No, no. I Let it go in the background if you want. Jason doesn't ask for anything. He really only asks for...
2: I was, did have cake when I got here, though. <laughs> yeah, that's we did true, have that's cake. true. We did, we did start off with cake. That's true. We have some political news to discuss. Do we? Yes. We have a change in mayorship (gasps) a little bit. Now, Brandon Gaddis, still on board. Still on board. Chris Witt, still with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Barrett Brown had to step down.
1: He had to step Um, down. But,
2: you know, he's... Driving his truck. He's a truck driver. Yeah. Remember? So he's out there and uh, we hope that you're safe and working or safe and not working or whatever you want to be. My brother-in-law Absolutely. is a truck driver and I know there's some woes with that, but things seem to be picking up for him. This is a real working class story I have oh, right here. Oh, yeah.
1: I like yeah. it. It's an everyman. Every day, everyman. No, uh, we, we hope you're well. But, you know, when one mayor steps down, another one steps up.
2: And that mayor's. Paige Cornelius.
1: (gasps) A woman mayor. Finally. Shaking things up. Finally.
2: So I asked Paige, you know, what would you like us to mention? And she said we should look into Virginia City, Nevada. I think it'd make a great episode. Lots of history. Pretty haunted. Pretty campy. It's called a ghost town, but it's full of tourists drinking beers.
1: Beers, you say?
2: Yeah. Gross. uh, Nevada, which is Las Vegas, which is...
1: People drinking beers in Las Vegas? Vegas. Yeah. I guess I'll check into yeah. Even it.
2: No, it's not Las Vegas. You know, you're in Las Vegas already. Get, get away, <laughs> get away from Las I Vegas. And it. if you want to leave a, a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, we we always appreciate those. They're, they're really helpful. Ked Gill, adorable and amazing. Love you both. Thanks for a fun, engaging, and informative podcast.
1: Adorable and amazing.
2: So we got a lot of nice messages, and mm-hmm. if you want to check out our Patreon, it's patreoncom pod. That's right. We'll be doing our charity portion of it still researching on charity tracker uh, some places to see who needs what most now because I think things maybe change over the course Mm -hmm. of a month and so you know you'll get some good karma because essentially you'll be inherently donating money to charity and you have to do it yeah I'm glad to spend my birthday with everyone and thank you for almost two years of doing this
1: yeah isn't that crazy
2: yeah you're saying it's crazy you're saying it's crazy like I can't believe. This has been going on for two years. How did we make that happen?
1: You, you. Jason works tirelessly on this podcast. So if you want to send us some birthday love, please do. He does pretty much everything. I just have to show up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, DM him. I mean, he would like that, but again, rate and review. YouTube. Check out the YouTube.
2: Yeah, that would really. If you help could me.
1: change our analytics for his birthday, I think you'd be, very, love happy. <laughs> <analytics>. <laughs> you'd be very happy. Sick. I love looking at analytics. Sick. think you'd be very happy. I'm sick. Make his birthday dreams come true.
2: And we hope you're well. How are you doing? You can Absolutely. always check in with us and we'll check back in with you and just Definitely. let us know you're doing. If you just want to say what up, or you have a suggestion, or you're just bored or lonely. Yeah. Or maybe that's just me that's bored and lonely. Yeah. And I want you to reach We're out. We're
1: probably. More bored and lonely than you are, yeah. so let us know and yeah. we'll bug you. Let's com- we'll just
2: compare yeah, loneliness. Our
1: notes, right? We'll make sourdough.
2: <laughs> Got to make bread, I guess. Right?
1: Got to get that sourdough starter started. Number three: avoid public transportation. <laughs> it's New York City. It doesn't rely on transit. Subway crime is so high that the city recently had to close off the rear half of each train in the evening so that the passengers could huddle together and be better protected. It has been proved that increasing the number of transit police officers will cause a reduction in subway crime, but the announced decreases in transit patrol will have the opposite effect. Accordingly, you should never ride the subway for any reason whatsoever. In midtown Manhattan, you may, at only slight risk, ride the buses during daylight hours only.
2: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Manhattan was considered the safest at Mm -hmm. the time. So, you know, talking about, I mean, Brooklyn now, everyone's like, I love... You didn't go to Brooklyn? Yeah. Like, what, what, do you have to go to Brooklyn? Why yeah. do you have to go to Brooklyn? Brooklyn was just on fire. <laughs> it was, it was the Bronx. I mean, you know, going to, you see the movie The Warriors. Mm-hmm. I remember going to Staten Island. at had like a aunt in Staten Island. And that Oof. was, you know, it was tough. It's like, who, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I love, I love all the boroughs. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I remember going to Staten Island being like, wow, okay. But we drove in there. Good. So you we, drove. Oh, no, more. we well, took the, and then we took the ferry. Number four. Mm-hmm. Remain in Manhattan.
1: Ah, like you said.
2: You know the Muppets movie, Remain in Manhattan? <laughs> I love that. Police and fire protection in other areas of the city, grossly inadequate and will become more inadequate. In the South Bronx, which is known to police officers as Fort Apache, very true. Jesus. There's also a movie called Fort Apache, the Bronx. Arson has become an uncontrollable problem. If you remain in the midtown areas, restrict your travel to daylight hours. Emergency service personnel are best able to provide adequate supervision and protection. These aren't incorrect
1: mm-hmm. in, a,
2: in a very kind of broad technical sense, but it's definitely it, it's definitely geared towards saying you, you, you we need to put the pressure on the mayor. Yeah. Who I don't think was doing it out of I don't think was doing it out of spite. It was just a matter of like, I'm trying to stop the city from going bankrupt because once it, do- it does, everyone's I mean, I don't know where anyone's going to go, but that's why there's. Burnt out tenements and, and, and poverty and urban blight. Um, yeah. Because people like you are like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Your cousin stays, though, <laughs> my cousin stays out because pimp, a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know, my cousin does a really great deal on a rent control department. He's up really late at night, but that's because he's working so hard. Oh, yeah.
2: You want to do number five?
1: <laughs> number five, protect your property. Theft has become so great a problem that the city is urging everyone to engrave identifying numbers on all property, and the police department has purchased special engraving pens which are made available to the public. If you walk on Madison Avenue or in other major Midtown locations during business hours, you will observe that many merchants keep their doors locked and will admit customers only after careful inspection. After hours, they protect their premises with special heavy safety gates. Accordingly, you should observe the following precautions. A little I mean,
2: there's a little bit of that now. I know. Right? I was,
1: as I was reading, I was like, listen, I went to get like a couple grocery things, and it's like you're waiting for a closed, locked business. I and mean, we don't have like, I don't have my stuff engraved with my ID, but people, it's businesses are taking these insane and like not insane in a bad way, insane in a very thorough way, preventative measures to make sure that they don't get sick.
2: Number six, safeguard your handbag. If you carry a handbag or similar personal luggage, try to hold it firmly with both hands whenever you are in public. Never let it out of your hands. Above all, never let it out of your sight. Places that seem most secure, such as restaurants or cocktail lounges, are often the most dangerous. Even moments inattention can result in a serious loss.
1: Should we be giving these out, like, on our street today? I feel like this could be repurposed now.
2: Lucky number seven.
1: Lucky number seven. Oh, God. Conceal property in automobiles. If a package is visible on the seat or floor of your automobile, even though the vehicle is locked, there's an excellent chance that your property will be gone when you return. Accordingly, all property should be locked in the trunk or the glove compartment. Do not park your car and then transfer property into the trunk. You will probably be observed. All property should be secured before you arrive at your parking place. Remember also to keep all doors locked and all windows closed when you're in the vehicle. Remember, too, that auto thefts have increased this year.
2: There was one time when I was younger, and this probably wasn't 1975, but it was probably like in the late 80s. I almost was uh, part of a group of people that were going to steal a car. Mm, Didn't end up doing it, thankfully, but auto theft was, hot-wiring cars was pretty easy, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, obviously technology changes. Hot-wires. Yeah, you know, you can just rub a couple of wires together. Yeah,
1: car goes, right?
2: Now, there was almost a couple of sequels to this. There was almost Mm. two more pamphlets were going to come out.
1: Holy Trinity.
2: The next one was going to be, If You Haven't Been Mugged Yet, and then When It Happens... To you, more focused on people already in the city, a little less focused on tourists. Yeah,
1: it's almost like a choose your own adventure, right? Bad thing happens. Bad thing doesn't happen.
2: Yeah, well, the only choice is bad. Bad thing. Mm. The amount of that were made, supposedly, I don't know how many were actually handed out. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to find like the kind of origins to the amounts, but supposedly a million were made, and they were going to make another million. So well, they're looking at that amount. I don't know how many actually get out got out there, but it's a
1: big um, printing order.
2: Eventually, the city was bailed out. And, you know, a couple of months later, by like, I think we're in 1976 or later in the year, I mean, I want to say everything was great, but, you know, the mayor got the city out of bankruptcy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There was an article in the New York Times in 1981 that's titled 1980, called the worst year of crime in city history. So that's five years later. Okay. We're not five years. I'm just. The importance of the timelines going on. Because you to be like, oh, I remember what, how bad things were. Or yeah. you look back and, no, they got progressively worse. I, I feel like if it was 1975 and you knew what the next 15 years were going to look like, mm. it would be very, very bleak and it would be hard for you to really find any hope in that. Yeah. So when a 1981 article is saying 1980 was the worst and we've just talked about 1975. Mm-hmm. And then I mentioned... 1990 was probably the apex of bad. Now, I remember that because I was in high school and the crack epidemic was on full tilt and amongst many other things. And i want to have a couple of facts just to give you some 1975 to 1990 context. In 1975, there were 18,120,000 people in New York City. So that's that number. Mm -hmm. The number of violent crimes was 155,187 and murders, 1,996. Nineteen ninety, only 17 million, ninety nine, four hundred fifty five people. So you have Whoa. less people. Okay. Violent crime two hundred and twelve thousand four hundred fifty eight. Oof. And murder twenty six oh five. So, okay. it, you know, you can say, well, there is more. No, there's less less people. No, there is less people. Yeah, you
1: can't. You can't blame population.
2: That is New York City in nineteen seventy five, and there is no parallels to earth 2020 at Mm -mm. all Mm -mm. so you don't even need to make don't even try
1: just turn your brain off now after you've gotten this information don't synthesize anything don't learn from anything just keep on existing happy birthday to me happy birthday jason (laughs) (laughs)